A little touch of nostalgia today on Wood's Big List, but I liked it. Yes, sir. A fun trip down memory lane. The feud, erroneous. Uh, well. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. I just am bad at buying gifts. And it, Yeah, it shows both of us are. Yeah. Even though I still think a good man is a hell of a prize. In your underwear. Yeah, and we booty patrol. Boy, we're really uh, po- focused on the posterior yeah, today. Normally we're not like that, are we? Eyes up, please. I'm up here. <laughs> all right, you'll hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. All right, Brian Riley, what do you got for us today in the feud? Christmas-themed, name something at the top of a woman's Christmas list. Oh, gosh. Ooh. It's going to be a tough one. I always get terrible gifts from my wife. Well, my. here's the deal. I did it because I know no guy has gone shopping yet. All right. Well. This is my special, Pleasing Women. That's... <laughs> Gross. Oh, yeah. No, not. not that kind of show. <laughs> oh, and no woman has ever said, oh, man, what pleased me. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. That's what we have up today in this round of The, the Feud. I lost last week. I know that for a fact. Yes, you did. So I will start out. Okay. Question again, please. Name something at the top of a woman's Christmas list. By the way, I'm taking the top five answers. Okay. Not taking anything after that. Oh. All right. I'm going to go with... Uh, jewelry. Dang. Women love number, some jewelry. Number one answer. Who doesn't? That is the number one answer. Who doesn't? I always start strong and then fade real fast. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have one answer and then you're done, is really how it works out. All right, Wood, top answer off the board. Name something at the top of a woman's Christmas list. She takes my money? What, cash? Gold digger. I'm saying money. Oh, my gosh. That's an X. It's on the list, but it's number eight. Oh, not number five. No woman is ever, I, I don't you, even believe number could eight. Could you imagine if your wife on Christmas opened up an envelope and there was like a $20 bill in there? She <laughs> would not be the most pumped person in the world. What did you get your girlfriend for Christmas? I'm not telling you. She listens to the show. Kelly got his wife floor mats. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are they WeatherTech? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would be in on $200. that. $200. Yeah. What do you... Look, <laughs> again, it's not a bad gift, but cash is king. These aren't Walmart floor mats. These are WeatherTech. This is the... You got to get the holly jolly spirit in a $20 bill? Well, I mean... These I are would, the same floor mats Andrew, celebrities <laughs> use. And Andrew Jackson? And I would give it to him in a... Like, I'm not playing a hooker. I would give them to him in a very kind way. On the nightstand. Yeah, I'm not like wadding it up and shoving it into their brazier. No, you just fold it in half. That way it's nice Give them a folded. $20 handshake. <laughs> this was just teetering on erroneous, but all right. Either way, you got one strike against you. All right, Kelly. All right, here we go. Name something at the top of a woman's Christmas list. Four answers left. I'm going to say this one. Ooh. Because I believe my lady would love this. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Lingerie. And I have that on my list, too. Not even in the top ten. Oh, <laughs> not even in the top ten. Yes, but but they want cash. Mm-hmm. Not not in the top ten. Unfortunately. Can I get that question again, Brian Riley? We asked a hundred people name something at the top of a woman's Christmas list. This is embarrassing. I, <laughs> I have nice. a guess, but I'm not very confident in it. Let's go. Okay. Well, you have a strike against you, so you better be confident. Right. But because I know if I get this right, there's no way Kelly's got a good answer. He's going to go O for after this. Oof. So this is pretty much the game here. Kelly, this is where you got to start planning. Oh, golly. I'm going to say close. It's the number two answer on the board. Number two answer on the board. I was close to giving you lingerie, but you can't really wear that one out in public. That's a, well, it depends on where you are, I guess. Not in your neighborhood. Yeah, for sure not in my neighborhood. All right. I got one, though. Three answers left, Kelly. Name something at the top of a woman's Christmas list. How about this one? My wife, my wife loves when I get this for her. Mm-hmm. Perfume. Ooh, that's actually a really good answer. I didn't even think of that one. It's number seven on the list. Oh, erroneous! Number seven. Number seven. I'm sorry. Now, God bless America. I have a couple more guesses on my list. Go ahead. Let's hear them. Every single car company makes me believe that a car is a good gift at Christmas, so I'm going to say car. Yeah, it's not a good gift. That's not on the list. Maybe a Hot Wheels car. Yeah. Um, I also had a beater. <laughs> How about this? A good man. What? A good man. Hey, don't you dare hit that buzzer. He didn't give you any sign yet. <laughs> no, do you think that was a, did you think I was gonna give you the thumbs up? Well, I mean a it's good a good man. A good man. A man. That's my treat, a beefcake. Alright. So you're gonna give a, your wife another man? I just put a bow on me and say yeah. unwrap when you want. See, this is this is erroneous. What's the return now? policy on this one. <laughs> Same gift four years in a row, still on right, Let's hear the correct answer. Okay, here we go. Number one answer. We asked hundred people name something at the top of a woman's Christmas list. Number one answer, jewelry. Clothes. Spa treatment. My wife hates those. Vacation or vacation oh, days. That's a good one. Dang it. And shoes. Think of shoes. I don't know. Because you only think of one answer and then yeah. you don't think of anything Next else. You're a pervert and went lingerie <laughs> instead. So what? 
So what? I think my wife's hot. I, Sorry. She is. At least he's not giving her a $20 you bill. watch your mouth. You know what? I'm going to give her some lingerie. You watch your mouth. Unless you want to get punched in it. Edible underwear. I want to see that fight. <laughs> Do it. Give it as a gift. Do it. All right. Be my Christmas gift. <laughs> Wood wins this erroneous. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Very erroneous. I'll take the loss right before the holidays. Who cares? In today's round of The, the Feud. Kelly and Wood have this in seconds. Did you see Allie's text? Mm. She said you literally said lingerie, and I was like, no, no, no. I've never actually bought my wife lingerie for Christmas, though. But look at Ben's text in. Lingerie. Yeah. See? But he's a dude. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't think I've ever bought my wife lingerie. I would feel so stupid giving that to her. Really? I would just feel dumb. I'll give her some. You know what? You're, you're this close. <laughs> That's a for gift for you. Oh, thanks, brother. <laughs> so you're going to be in there picking out underwear for my wife, <laughs> picturing my wife in underwear. she look good in this. I'll model it. Man, I... Let's do Wood's Big List next. You're right. Come on. You're walking on the fighting side of me now. Now, I want to know what is that must-have gift you wanted as a kid or you had to go get for your kids? Like you had to pull a jingle all the way to find that gift. Exactly. What is something that just instantly you think of like that Christmas season? I remember that because I had to camp out once. Oh, man. For others. Because I I do nothing but gift. (laughs) Yeah, give my wife lingerie. lingerie. I'm going to smack you. I'm going to smack the underwear off your bottom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. We're still on air. Come on. Come on. Woods Big List, 320-656-9453. That must-have toy that you either wanted as a kid or you had to go all the way to get. That's what we're doing today. Kelly and Wood. Today in Woods Big List, what do you want to know from us, Wood? I want to know what is that must-have gift you either got as a kid or had to track down as a parent. That toy craze. I will tell you the one that my wife went to the nth degree for. I mean, she was getting up early, staying up late, going halfway across the country for it, and it was the Hatchimal. This would have been maybe 2008, I think, was when the Hatchimal was really big. Okay. It was either 2007 or 2008. My daughter was like five years old, and my wife really wanted to get it for her. No, my, wait, my daughter was born in 2009. I was about to say, good night. Wait a second, my daughter was born in 2009. So this would have been like 2000. What year is it? <laughs> and this, again, everyone, is why we don't do math on air. What? My what? niece wanted one of those Hatchimals, too. Okay, this would have been like, my daughter was like maybe six, so it would have been like 2015. Okay. <laughs> now that we got that detail that no one needs to know about, correct? Mm-hmm. But I just remember my wife did everything to get a Hatchimal, and then my neighbor happened to have two of them, and my wife, you know, my wife does like custom cakes and yeah. stuff, so she did a custom cake, and I was like, could I have one of your Hatchimals for this custom cake? That's solid. And that's how she got it. And then the kids didn't even care about it 15 seconds after they opened it. Outraged. I was this close. Because yeah. <laughs> the Hatchimal, if you don't know what it was, it was like this thing that was inside of a shell, and then you had to like talk to it and pet it and all this kind of stuff, and then it hatched at some point. It like peck its way out of the shell. It was neat. It was an awesome idea, but then once it hatched, it was like, okay, cool. And by the way, it would take hours to hatch out. Right. I, it was kind of neat. It was a neat concept, I thought. Okay. Uh, other people texting in. How about uh, Christina texting in the Teddy Ruxpin Bear? Was that a hot one one oh, year? Oh, I remember that one. Okay. Uh, other people, it says, Jason says, look, I'll age myself here, but the Atari game system was the Holy one for cow. me. That is an old school one. Elizabeth, Magic Mixes. Two years ago, they were the toy. They were around 60 to $70 on the shelf, but people were paying $140 for it online. Hold on. Let me put this collar on hold real quick. I'm going to put you on hold. I went ahead and did it. My daughter played with it for four times. (laughs) That's the worst. That was the Hatchimal. I remember uh, it was the Christmas with the Xbox 360. Right. And that was the gift. And we found out that Best Buy was getting like a shipment in overnight okay and they were going to sell them the next morning so i told my mom you go home because my brother really wanted one yeah i'll camp out so i like drove by at like 4 p.m the day before yeah and there are already people in line oh my gosh and the kid jumped into action yeah i think i was like the 10th person in line and they got 12 in oh and i'm telling you people started showing up at like midnight and we're starting to like move towards the front of the line yeah Uh uh-uh not They're, on your watch. All, uh, people were screaming and yelling at each other. They actually got a cop to come sit starting at like midnight that Boy. sat there and would have to control the line. When we show how greedy we are, that is the worst of human civilization. 
I, you, you see but some wild things. It comes from a place where we just want to get, you know, we want to get our kids everything they want. We want to please you know, everybody. Right. And Santa can't do all the heavy lifting. You got to help them out a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Bit. Uh, Shelly texted in Cabbage Patch Kids. Man, those were so big for so long. Uh, Charlie, I think everyone remembers this one. Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, yeah. That was wasn't, a busy one. Wasn't that the movie that Jingle All the Way was kind of based off of? Because people were losing their minds for the Tickle Me Elmo. I think so. Because that thing was going for... That was like when eBay was really kind of getting going. And what people a, were auctioning those things off. Unbelievable. All right, well, let's take this call. Keep the calls and texts coming. That must-have Christmas toy that either you got or you went above and beyond to get for your kids. What do you got? Okay, so the, and I don't know if anyone else remembers these or they even still make these things, but it was at Christmas and Easter specifically was the only time I would get the books with the sticker sound board down the side, down the right-hand side, so that yes. while you were reading the book, it would make fart noises and stuff so that you could, you know, um, interject in the, in the nativity and have farts and bubbles. And I just, I remember having, like, a whole bunch of those. And I wasn't allowed to, you know, play them except for during the holidays, so they were very cool. Wow. I'm not going to lie to you. Can I be honest? Please. I don't care how cool the book is. If I got a book for Christmas, there's going to be some furniture moving around my house. It's just the fart noises. It wasn't even the book. I can't even, even tell a, you like the story. Even a book with fart noises would? I make my own fart noises, all right? You don't You don't send out for work like that. Well, and I'll tell you guys, they became real keepers in my teens back in the olden days of yesteryear when you would call people and prank them. That was like the soundboard. Ooh, you know what yeah. I mean? Wow. That's yeah. actually pretty good. Now, so, now yeah. I'm a little bummed out I didn't get one. <laughs> exactly. You should, you should be. You shouldn't be so anti-book. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. All right, let's keep them coming. Wood's Big List, that must-have toy that either you went above and beyond to get or you got as a kid, 320-656-9453. Wake up, y'all. With Kelly and Wood in the morning. Helps start my day. Just puts me in a good mood in the morning. Puts me in a great mood. Kelly and Wood live. Every morning. And we are doing Wood's Big List today asking you, what is that must-have toy that either you got as a kid or for you got for your kids and had to go above and beyond for it? What was yours? Hello? Hi, are you still taking things about, like, the ultimate gift? Yeah, gift? what's up? Uh, so mine, when I was an adolescent, was a Tamagotchi. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I was obsessed with it. We scoured all the local Targets and Walmarts in the Brainerd Lakes area to find it, and I threw the biggest fit in front of my mom at Walmart until staff found someone hid an entire rack of them under, underneath a bunch of other toys. And so then I finally got one. I felt like such a brat. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I ask, how long did you keep your Tamagotchi alive? Um, I think the longest stretch I went was a week before I had to re- um, get another egg and hatch that or however it worked. Right. So, yeah, yeah. The Tamagotchi. I was I was a little bit aged out of the Tamagotchi, but mm-hmm. I know that that was a huge one. Yeah. But hey, you yep. threw you threw a temper tantrum and you got what you wanted. That is a good lesson to go ahead in life with. Well, she got a toy that was just nothing yeah. but a chore. <laughs> that, that is true. It taught me patience. I guess. For there a week. you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah. Have a good day. Man, there's a lot of texts coming in on this one. Uh, how about some great ones here? How about this? I had to call half the counties looking through Toys R Us to find a play kitchen for my daughter. Ended up getting it, but I had to ship it in from California. Whoa. This was seven years ago. I refuse to get rid of it now because of the effort it took <laughs> to get that. Uh, other ones texting in here. How about this one? We. This is a very popular one from a couple different people. Like Rachel said, my mom spent so much time getting and finding us a we. Oh, yeah. There were... There was actually that radio thing. Oh, and someone died, right? Yeah. So it was what? Drink a gallon of water and who can hold it the longest? It's like, like hold that? your wee for a wee. Yeah. Which is another wacky radio bit. And somebody literally held it in for so long they ended up passing away. Right. And the SEC cracked down. Like, you're not allowed to do radio games like that anymore. That's probably for a good thing. A very popular one there. How about this? A Mickey looker. It was back in 1988 or 89. My kid was obsessed. Had to have it. Ended up finding one down in the Twin Cities, Brookdale Shopping Center. Oh, God. I remember Brookdale. Well, this one had to drive all the way down there. Still have it today. My grandkids now play with it. 
Dude, look at this one. You and I both have daughters. The, uh, this person texted, is it Anika? She texted in, the Barbie dream house. Dad makes cabinets, said, heck no, I'll just make one myself. He, she said it was the best gift she ever got. Oh, well, that's awesome. The Barbie dream house is a beast when you get that thing. Big time. To put together. I remember putting it together for my daughter. She played with it like twice. <laughs> I ended up having to bust it to pieces and throw it away. I think I documented it on social media. I was very sad about yeah, that. You cried about it. I, well, it was a, it was a big deal. Uh, how about Christina's The Rainbow Bright? Oh, yeah. Wow, I forgot about Rainbow Bright. My cousin had one. There's only so many ways you can make boobs on it. That's when I kind of bowed out. Wait, are you talking about the light bright or the rainbow bright? <sighs> You're thinking of the light bright. What's the rainbow bright? Rainbow bright was a doll, I believe. Oh, yeah, no. rainbow bright was a doll. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about the light bright. You probably had one of those, too. Where you just turn that into boobs and right. had yeah. yourself a laugh. And, I right, mean, we'll, we'll, my dad had magazines in the basement. I need to make them on a light bright. Oh, my. Other <laughs> uh, people texting in says, hey, I can tell you this much. This is the 38th consecutive year. I will not get the USS flag G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. <laughs> Only rich kids had that. That was awesome. I don't think, did anybody in your neighborhood have the G.I. Joe yeah. Because you were rich. Though. Brendan Yo did down the street. And trust me, if we were going to play G.I. Joe, we were going to Brendan's house. My friend Tim Wones had the, what was the one that was like a mobile command center or whatever it was? Oh, they had like the cart behind it? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like huge and it opened mm-hmm. up and it had all kinds of different levels in it. But his parents had a decent amount of money. I don't know what the hell they were doing in our neighborhood. Wow. They probably just like to slum a little bit. Taking down Cobra. You know, <laughs> it's not an easy gig. Yeah. All right. We got time for one more call. What's up? Do you remember those inflatable couches or chairs? It was like the plastic inflatable couch. Yep. (laughs) That I thought was the coolest thing ever, and I had to have it. Can I brag for a second? Yeah. I still got one. Do you really? In the box. Super Bowl, like, 32. Oh, man. What team is it? Is it a team or is it? I, it, I don't know which exact Super Bowl. It was when the Packers played the Broncos. Okay. And it's got both the logos on there. It's like a beer company or whatever. Oh, and I sweet. still have it in the box. And that's going to be my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was, that's a solid plan. <laughs> so what was yours? What what did your chair look like? Was it clear? Because I always liked the clear one. Yeah, I, I liked it with like um, a hint of color, like pink or purple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember in my in my bedroom when I first moved out of my mom's house when I was on the radio, I shared an apartment with a guy I didn't even know. Oh. And I had a clear one of those blow-up chairs in my bedroom and I had a neon light underneath it so it would like glow. It'd make the whole room glow and the chair would glow. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but no I, girls were coming over sitting on that thing, I can yeah, tell you that much. I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. That's awesome. So your parents ended up getting you one or what? Oh yeah. How long they did it last? <laughs> Not that long, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Anybody with cats knows that thing didn't last long. Yeah, not that long. <laughs> thank you so much for the call, and thank you to everybody who chimed in on Wood's Big List today. Kelly and Wood. All right, we got your tickets to go see Chris Stapleton. We're going to play around to three and five right now. We have Pat on the phone right now. Pat is ready to play. Pat, what are you up to today? Heading to work. All right. Are you a Chris Stapleton fan? I I am, but I don't know much of his music. You are, but you don't know his music. A little bit of his music. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll figure out how we get there. If you won the tickets, who would you take with you, Pat? I'm not sure yet. Okay. okay. Keep it a man with his punch card open. I like it. Well, let's see if you can win these. We're going to play around a three and five right now. Wood's going to give you a question. Mm-hmm. Many possible answers to this question. You just have to get three of them in five seconds, okay? Okay. All right. Pat, are you ready to win tickets to see Chris Stapleton? I'm ready to win. Kelly Jordan, are you ready on the timer? Fingers on the button. All right, Pat. In five seconds, name three Disney princesses. I don't know that. I don't know Disney. Oh, and that was five seconds right there too. There's. I'm not gonna lie to you, Pat. There's a lot of them. Yeah. You know. I mean, not. I mean, Cinderella, Snow White, all those come to mind. Pat, quickly. you must not have any kids, huh? I have one. She's an adult. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, that would make sense. All right. Well. The good news is, Pat, why don't you start texting in podcast to 320-656-9453, and we're going to grab one of these, and we're going to get you hooked up to Chris Stapleton, okay? All right. Thank you.
Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. This is so interesting to me because we went to uh, Mission Control in Houston when we were down there last time. Oh, yeah. And it's so cool to see and to think that from that room is how they got us to the moon is just bonkers. And a lot of the computer screens that they had there were just people putting like sheets of paper under a camera saying, here's your calculations. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's bonkers how they did that. Anyway, so the phone in your pocket now, to get to the moon, they had the computing power of 2% of the computing power that your phone has. Meaning that, so a lot of the calculations they did had to have been done by hand and then entered in to the to the uh, space shuttle, and it wasn't space shuttle, the rockets... <laughs> computer like the system yeah like they had to dial it in manually Mm -hmm. so your phone in your pocket can do so many things on its own that they couldn't do on their own like a computer couldn't do the math on its own you could only enter in the math that you had done manually as a matter of fact Katherine johnson was a nasa mathematician who helped calculate the flight path for the first manned mission in 1962 she made almost all the calculations for the apollo moon landing so whenever they say like we lost a lot of that data, it's because it was on sheets of paper. Just threw it away. That probably got thrown away because it was probably confusing to have just sheets of paper. How th- I just can't even imagine the math. You and I have messed up simple addition on mm-hmm. this show before. You literally just forgot what year your daughter was born in. Right. Mm-hmm. My daughter was born in 2009. I thought it was 2006. She's right. 14. And you carry the two wrong in this. Somebody's smashing into an asteroid. Are they bouncing off of the Earth's atmosphere and headed off into the eternal space? Mm Mm-hmm. I just I find that amazing that this little thing, two percent. By the way, that was the phone he picked up and showed me. <laughs> this is his radio after all. <laughs> Can everybody see this? Yes. Ah, oh, nice, nicely this done. This smartphone that I have. But well, you're right. I mean, when you think about they did with what they had, and even right. back then, that was cutting edge. Yeah. Stuff. I, I boy, I'll tell you, if you're ever in Houston, go take the tour of uh, of NASA in Houston. It is just, it's mind blowing. Now, was that the room? With Houston, we have a problem? It was. And you know that they were actually going to give that... They were going to let Tom Hanks film in that room, which they don't let... You you don't actually get to go in that room. You get to sit in the seats where the family sat and watch them like on television or whatever when they did the television broadcast. So you get to sit in those seats. But that room is sealed off. They were going to give Tom Hanks permission to use that room, but all the lighting and everything else was going to be too big for the small room, so they couldn't do it. But they were going to let him use the actual mission control. When you think about how surreal is that? Hey, let's go in. Dad's in space. Yeah. We're going to go sit and watch. And fingers crossed right. that he makes it back. That's that's wild to me. It is. Uh, those guys, man. Cut from uh, We talk about cut from a different cloth. They absolutely were. Now, I hear my kids, you know, whizzing and moaning when they don't have a Wi-Fi password. Right. <laughs> right. It was a different world back in the 60s, Wood. Yes, sir. But either way, 2% computing power is all it took to get us to the moon. I find that absolutely amazing. And maybe you didn't. You've maybe heard this before. I know that I've heard something like this before. Probably hear me. You might might hear it. (laughs) You never know, because sometimes only I find these facts interesting, and I bring them to you for your approval. But I don't care if you don't like them, because sometimes... (laughs) Maybe it does, mate. It's a Kelly and Wood quick hit. So what they did a survey, veterinarians.org did a survey of how many people plan on buying their dog or cat a gift for Christmas. Mm-hmm. A shocking 89% of people plan on buying their pet a gift for Christmas. I'm actually surprised. Really? Yeah. I, I, we don't, I got, maybe I'm not a good dog owner. I don't ever think about buying my dog uh, anything for Christmas. Well, not you, but your family. Yeah. I, I guess my wife has like bought him a new dog bed every once in a while See? or something to make him feel. Maybe I'm just not, maybe I just don't have that in me. If Murphy would wake up Christmas morning and see that Santa did not bring our dog grub something. Your daughter would be upset. She'd be distraught. <laughs> she would be beside herself. So right. it makes sense. You know, and you don't. You, well, Santa is handling it for you. Right. These pet owners are doing it themselves. And you don't have to go crazy on this stuff. Right. You know, just a bone here. Like you said, a dog bed. 81% of dog, dog owners will buy toys and treats for their dog. 37% of dog owners plan to buy at least two presents for their dog. That's a lot. Yeah, I, I apologize to my Puggle Jack. He'll be getting nothing mm-hmm. this year. I, I've I've fed him and walked him and brushed him all year long. I'm the only one who takes care of him. 
That is your gift. That, right. My gift is that I give him a good life when no one else will. Your gift is the attention of Kelly Jordan. And I'm the one who likes him the least out of our entire family. I'm the only one who takes care of him. Maybe that's why. Because you're just doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> it could be. And they're just, they're just picking up the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. They just get the affection. Mm-hmm. I get all the work. I'm, the, I'm in the trenches out there covered in dog hair. But I'm not surprised. Especially if you ever go down like one of those pet aisles. Yeah. There's tons of stuff. Oh, absolutely there is. Do you ever buy your dog one of those like pig ears for them to gnaw on? Yeah. That's about the most disgusting thing after one day, isn't it? It is until you, if you don't look at it, (laughs) it's not, but then you start looking and there's like hair on it and things. Oh, and they're just gnawing on it. I'm starting to give this dog the taste of flesh. Uh, People texting in, Nikki says, our family dog used to open gifts. Really? More entertaining than our own gifts. That would be funny to watch. If watch a dog open a gift, just tear it all to shreds. Chris texted in, says, my dog has his own stocking. Rhonda, same thing. Our animals have their own Christmas stockings and always a few presents. Well, they fall in that 89% then. Fawn says, my daughter at the age of two couldn't understand why her cat didn't have a stocking. Ten years later, the dog has one, the cat share one, and the (laughs) guinea pigs share one. Oh, even the guinea pigs in the mix. All getting filled at Christmas. That's a good one right there. All right. I like that. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Man, it sure is. Wood's going to give us a story with some trashy elements now. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes. Well, that's where we have Gabriel Luviano Renteria. Oh. You can call him Gabriel from here on out, all right? You can even do Gabe. Now, as... We're starting this story. We have a police officer going down the road, and he notices that there's somebody pulled over on the side of the road. Now, I mean, after all, this is a cop. He's out on the beat. He probably knows where everyone is, and he notices that, hey, this isn't one of our guys. Uh huh. And it looks, the truck that is pulled over, it's, a, it's a, like an F-150 truck. It is painted like a Border Patrol truck. Oh, stolen valor. There's only one difference, though. Instead of it saying Border Patrol on the side, it says Booty Patrol. Oh! Yeah! yeah. yeah. No wonder they had someone pulled over. Well, as you can imagine, the officer thought to himself, I got to figure out what's going on. Because Booty Patrol did have blue and red lights all over it flashing the whole day. Ooh, that's not good. Well, when a, a deputy got out and approached the vehicle, that's when Gabriel decided, you know what? I think this is a problem. Turned off his lights and powered off. Well, sure enough, authorities thought to themselves, we got to figure out what's going on. Jumped in, but could not track down Gabriel. Oh. Because he turned off all of his lights and lost the authorities. Well, as you can imagine, we put out a bolo yeah. for the booty. <laughs> And uh, yes, they put out a bolo to be on the lookout for it. The problem is Gabriel apparently has himself a TikTok channel where he, of course, calls himself the Booty Patrol. And authorities say he's had multiple run-ins with law enforcement pulling people over. Oh, he actually pulls people over. If they got a booty. <laughs> How does he know from being inside the car? I guess that's why he's got to pull him over and get a good look at that booty. Exactly. The investigation doesn't investigate itself. Well, he went live on TikTok. Oh, what an idiot. And then pulled someone else over to check that booty. <laughs> but authorities were on the watch, and they were finally able to swing up. And when they did, they were able to grab him and arrest him. He was arrested for impersonating law enforcement and obstructing police. He says he has done no crimes. He's just a fan of the back end. Well, then jail's a good place for him. <laughs> I don't think that's the back end he's really going to be interested in, but hey. All right, let's give this one a score. Boy, I don't know. Where's the trashy part on here? I mean, <laughs> the fact that you design your truck yes. and put the sticker. Here we go. Booty patrol on the side. I got, I got it for you. Impersonating a police officer. That's trashy. That's super trashy. And illegal, as we know. Yeah, 200 points right there. Mm-hmm. And you can't have the blue, like the red and blue lights, right? Like, you can have yellow lights, but not red and blue. Is that correct? I don't know. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we got that. I- I'm going to say it. Booty Patrol is trashy. It, it, it is trashy. 
It's like a bikini inspector T-shirt. It's oh, the yeah. same caliber. FBI female body inspector. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just give it 175 points since that All one right. seemed to get hit close to home. Running from the police. Trashy. Trashy. 175 points on that right there. How about driving with their lights off? That's dangerous and trash. Man, that's super trashy. 150 points right there. He was arrested. That's 75. Is doing a TikTok live video when you have a bolo out on you trashy? That's trashy. Seems it. Yeah, 150 points on that right there. And then that. Okay. All right, we got a good score here, Wood. I would like to take up the mantle, though, as booty (laughs) patrol. (laughs) Why he's on the inside. What are you, a lieutenant? Yes. (laughs) Battlefield promotion. Are you ready for this score, Wood? I am General Booty. Today, our gentleman out on booty patrol earns himself a whopping 900 25 points. Trashy. Kelly and Wood. Wood took a huge step forward in self-growth. And yes. we all get to applaud you for it. What happened? You know me. I'm trying to be the best version of myself. Right? Because yeah. we have our year-end review coming up here at work where they give you like three things that you can be better on. Yeah. Last year, I was told to A, not swear so much in the office. B, learn how to talk to people. And C, maybe be a little better at taking criticism. Okay. All good things. All things that I believe I have tackled. (laughs) Yes. There is a pair of underwear that I own. Oh, gross. I hate it. I hate this pair of underwear. Throw them away. I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. What, they got good memories or something? Like, the waistband on this pair of underwear might as well not even exist. (laughs) Like, I put it on, and the waistband just, like, flops down. You need, like, a belt on your underwear. Like the brim of a cowboy hat. Right. And, you know, they're always sacking. They're always, you know, drooping. And you know me. I've had, I have a high butt crack to begin you with. You do. I've seen your butt crack more than anybody else's in my life. Yesterday, this was, for some reason, somehow, I got stuck with this pair. Like, I only wear this pair of underwear when everything else in my life has fallen apart. I have those pairs of underwear that, are, that, that should be in the trash, but you never know when, when laundry day is going to take a little longer than normal. Exactly. And especially for me. I don't do laundry. I don't do laundry. All right. My wife handles all that. I love doing laundry. So maybe she gets behind or something. I could be running. I could be running hot. (laughs) And so this is pretty much my breaking case of emergency pair underwear. Somehow I got stuck with them yesterday. Now, may I say something without us being too sophomoric? Wouldn't wouldn't it maybe be better just go with no underwear? I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. (laughs) There was a pantsing incident when I was a child. I refused to do that. So yesterday, I was, you know, I'm going around the house, I'm picking up, I'm trying to help as much as I can, and I might as well have my left hand glued to my belt at this point in time, because I'm pulling my pants up every 14 seconds. Right. I snapped. I'll admit it, I snapped. I am yelling at anyone who will listen that this pair of underwear is the worst pair of underwear I own. Mm Mm-hmm. I get back to the hotel last night. I rip them off. <laughs> I bet it didn't take much. Spreading the hole through the bottom area even wider. Right. Slam it in the trash. And I tell Andrea, you should give me some applause. <laughs> she then turned it around as if I should have done this a long time ago. Well, judging by what we've all been told, she's correct. I don't. And I, it, it kind of got me thinking. I don't know if I have ever thrown away a pair of underwear in my entire life. I, I don't I can't remember throwing any away. That's what I'm saying. But they disappear, meaning that my wife at some point is like, gross. You're a grown man. Someone is tossing these, right? But let me ask you this. Do new underwears ever magically appear in your underwear drawer? Because that'll happen to me. Like Ooh. some will go missing, then there'll be like three new pair in there. Mm-hmm. Which I know is the underwear fairy, aka my wife, taking care of her disgusting husband. I believed that the washer was just eating them. Right. Because I have saw, when my sister-in-law lived with me. They just turned into liquid? You know my sister-in-law. Yep. She weighs maybe 110 pounds. She's, yeah, she's thin. Her underwear would somehow get blown into the yard through the dryer vent because it was so small. <laughs> and once a, a, Her underwear was a fire hazard. So like Once a week, I'm out there like picking up thongs out of the yard. I'm like, oh, well, this is, this is weird. <laughs> Neighbors got the binoculars out. The woods are doing laundry again. Bunch of perverts. All oh, your son's friends are hanging out by the laundry vent. I bet you he wears it. I get the next pair. And I, so that's where I just imagined all mine went. And that's when my wife informed me that she had been keeping this one single pair because she thought it was like some lucky pair I only wore during football days. <laughs> <laughs> and 
No, I hate this pair of underwear. Why? Why? It's it's a thing with men that we just don't go buy ourselves underwear. I don't know what it is. I, it's like a mental block for mm-hmm. us or something. We just figured we can get one more wear out of these. I'll tell you what it is. It's because we've all been to the point where you don't have any. Yeah. And then you got to wear a pair of dirty drawers inside <laughs> out to make yourself feel like you're not a disgusting person. And you're just self-conscious all day long. Yeah, just... Is that me? Is God, that I, me? God, I hope somebody farted and that's just not me. I'm like, yo, that's a, that's a, and you're just running through the halls as quickly as you can. But either way, they're gone. Well, they're in the trash and they're not coming back. Now, did you replace them? No. Oh, you're walking the razor's edge, buddy. Hey, what do you think I'm wearing right now, pal? <laughs> Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our very first break of the day, and I don't remember what we talked about. Uh, we talked about you possibly abandoning me tonight at the Kelly and Wood Christmas party if oh, you have yeah. too many carbs. No. Oh, yeah. And then we talked about leftovers. Oh, that's right. That was a hot take. I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it it sounds lame now, but wait till you hear it. It's our very first break of the day. We call it our bonus track, and we tack it on the end of the podcast, because if you make it this far, you're ready for it. Kelly and Wood. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The soothing sounds of Kelly and Wood in the morning. Now, here's a rock block. Oh, my God. We're on air, dude. All right, all right. Well, you're on there fiddling around. I, th- you saw what I'm going through this morning. What, the cough? The wood's playing hurt. You've had that cough for like a month. I know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. If this was 2020, I'd be filing for an injunction to get you in a different room. If it were 2020, I probably would have been shot. Probably. Mm-hmm. People would not have tolerated such a productive cough. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Since having COVID, I don't cough the same anymore. Does that make any sense? My wife is the same way. Really? Mm-hmm. So I'm not... Okay, because I, I was coughing the other day. And my wife was like, that sounds weird. I was like, I know ever since I had COVID, I cough different. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I yeah. feel like a moron saying that to her. No, and the, the other big thing for my wife is when she gets colds now, Yeah, they last. Like right. She gets it for like two, three weeks. Dang. No, she, I, she I haven't had that the, issue. You know, where you get the sniffles for a day or two? Like, yeah. that's me. I will get knocked down hard. Well, you've had a cough for a month straight. But that's just the cough. And it's usually, and it's just the morning, too. Right. Like uh, it's weird. No one knows this. I mean, can we can we take people behind the curtain here for a moment? I don't know. I don't know where you're going right now. When my alarm goes off, yeah, at three o five in the morning, right? I get up, but I don't talk. Because why would you? Right. What are you gonna talk to yourself? I move through my house like an assassin. Right, a ninja, if you will, tiptoeing to and fro. Yeah, getting all my stuff. I drive to work. As soon as I when I say hello to JJ Holiday. You're like, hello. It's like the first time I've talked, and I've been up for, you know, 45 minutes, almost to an hour at that point. I'm like, (laughs) and it it does. Sometimes you do have to, you know, get the bark off the tree a little bit. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I, but now normally I will talk a little bit in the car on the way up. Like I'll sing a song or something like that. Oh, wow. Just to warm up my instrument. (laughs) (laughs) And then then when I get here, I have to do that stuff for the other radio station. Mm -hmm. So that gets me going. Okay. But but a lot of times when I do that, I'm like, (laughs) right. It's, it's disgusting. But does a, does a Marine not clean their weapon? Yes, they do. Does a snow plowman not clean his plow? I doubt it. I don't know why you would clean a plow. You take but care. But maybe, I don't know. You take care of your tools and your tools will take care of you. It's funny that you say that you move like a ninja mm-hmm. when 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 other people are sleeping in my house, I'm the same way. And I swear when my wife, when I'm going to bed, it's it, it's like this in the yeah. kit. I'm like, "What the hell?" And they're fu- Everett! Yeah. Everett! The other day I said to my wife, because our you know, we have a bathroom right off the bedroom or whatever. Oh. That's right. Class. Hey, mm-hmm. look, you work hard, you can get there too one day. I'll try. Anyway, so she goes to take a shower. I had already gone to bed. And I hear the I hear the shower curtain come across the rod, just like and, the sh- and I was like, who closes a shower curtain that it woke me up? Oh, so they weren't getting out of the shower. No, she was just getting in. She cause she gets home late on Monday nights because she teaches figure skating on Mondays. So she gets home late for the rink. I'm already in bed sleeping, and I hear her get in the shower, and I, I kind of wake up a little bit when I hear her get in the shower. Right. But then I hear the shower curtain come across the rod at alarming speeds. No one does a full re- recoil to get in. Right. I was like, who does this? You peel the cornerback. Yeah, especially when your husband, who wakes up at 3 a.m., is in the other room behind a hollow corridor sleeping. And wasn't the water on, or is this psychopath get in and then turn the <laughs> no, water on? No, the water on. was on. 
Oh, she's so got a full rip. And then again, it, it's even more egregious. Right? There's water splashing all over everything. Honestly, you got a case for divorce. My kids, my family does not care when I'm trying to sleep. Mm-mm. Like they'll be like, "Hey, normally we watch movies downstairs where Dad can't hear us. Dad's getting to bed early. Let's watch a movie upstairs and let's watch the funniest movie we've ever seen in our lives, so we can laugh uproariously while Dad is trying to get some sleep." You know the difference? What's that? You don't have hand in your house. I don't. One time I got upset. I got upset and I got up out of bed. Yes. And I was like, can you guys knock it off? Yes, king. The, yes, the king is sleeping. Yes. And you know what I got? Then I got a 45-minute argument that night about how I'm a jerk. Oh, I, whoever that was, that would getting kicked out too. But I need to settle down. I'm airing too many grievances no, here. No, you're not. I'm opening up a little too much. We're digging out that, you know, the, the scab and the wound. <laughs> That's going to heal right. I have no hand in my house. The other day. I went to bed early. I was super tired. I just, it was Monday night because there was football on, right? Okay. My house is being insane. Everything was going on. I get it. And I just told Andrew, I'm going to bed. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm exhausted. I go upstairs. I get all my stuff, you know, because I set out my clothes the night before in the bathroom. Yeah. So I can, again, so move you, in darkness. So you don't even have to open a drawer in the morning because exactly. God forbid you wake somebody else up. I get it. The, the loudest thing I open in the morning. Or my eyelids, <laughs> all right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 15 minutes later, both kids are in my room. My wife has made her way upstairs. They have continued the conversation that they were having downstairs. <laughs> and I'm sure it was an important one. No. And now it's it. And I just said, hey, stop. Everyone get the hell out. I mean, get get out. I don't even care if I put a ring on your finger saying through sick and support. This is too far. There's sickness for poor. Get the hell out. <laughs> I was booting people out of that. You know, my, my my little baby girl's like, don't you love me? Get out. Yeah. I do love you, but I ain't going to love you, you here. You got the you got the upper hand in your house. I have none. Well, and what did I, they do? They just went out in the other room and just continued to be loud. <laughs> if I, yeah, I just, I've learned my place in my, in my home and I've never, I never wanted to be, I never thought I would be this guy. I never thought I would be the doormat in my own family. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm a hard worker. I'm a loving father and husband. Fantastic provider. Thank you. Mediocre lover. You don't know nothing about my love. Mm. Brianna told me. She's like, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I tell him what to do, he's okay. <laughs> you know nothing about that. And dude, I got family listening. Let's not talk mm. about that. He's okay. He does some things I don't like. Es bueno. Es mm. bueno. I see, okay. I see. I see. I mm. see. I close my eyes. I think of... <laughs> What are you doing right now? Mario Lopez. <laughs> I do too. That's the weird thing. I know. She was talking about you. <laughs> That's your wife. I know. Come on. Anyway, one day maybe. Mm. One day my family will respect me. Well, just to give you a perfect example, today we're in the hotel, right? Yeah. I still, we're, we are like one giant room. Yeah. Dad gets up, got ready for work, the whole shebang. Did anyone even move? No. Probably not. They, didn't even, they, probably, they don't even know you're gone yet. They won't until they wake up. Whoa, where's dad? I didn't even hear him leave. Yeah, he's at work. You bums. <laughs> That's the other thing. My wife has this weighted blanket now on the bed because it helps her sleep. Yeah, ever since she had chemo, she cannot sleep well at all. Really? Yeah. It's, it, it messes you up for a long time, man. Like her last chemo treatment was in July. Like she's still tired. All, it, it messes you up for a long sure, time. Sure, I can imagine. But I'm like, can you lay out that weighted blanket before you come to bed? Because she's just like, boom, boom, unfolding it. You know, it's 20 pounds. So it's just, Dang. yeah, it's a heavy one. That's like, I think that's like the max you can get. Yeah, it's heavy, dude. And so she's unfolding it while I'm trying to sleep. And I'm hearing all the sand move around. And I'm a light sleeper. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you maybe unfold that before you come to bed at midnight? When I got to get up in three hours and go to work? Now, all right, I'm running hot. I need I, to calm down. I, I don't want to take her side in this. I need to calm down. Well, why don't you make the bed for her? Because I wake up at 3 a.m. You know what? And she wants it a specific way. She wants it between certain... She's got a whole scene going on. Oh, well, then that sounds a little high maintenance. Well, have you met Brianna? It's a fair point. Love you, babe. Mm. Guess you're listening, Mr. Kelly. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Wood, I told you that in privacy. She's she's writing that in her diary as we speak. Come Mm. on, dude. No one cares about my marriage issues. Let's get the show going. Hey, I care. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Shout out to the Christmas party going on tonight at Raleigh's Rednecks and Longnecks. Yes, sir. Uh, if you, I saw some people posting on Facebook about it, sharing our little uh, flyer that we made for mm-hmm. it. So I'm excited that people may show up. Tons of tickets to give away: WeFest tickets, Winstock tickets, 
uh, Chris Stapleton tickets, Kenny Chesney tickets, mm-hmm. cash, fun, bounce house, all thanks to Lincoln Events. Yeah, Lincoln Wedding and Event Rentals. Yeah, it's just we've got a lot of things to get yourself hooked up with. That's right. And Raleigh's gonna. I'm. I'm. I might be to Raleigh's at like four o'clock this afternoon. Well, slow down. Well, maybe I just want to have a cocktail. That's pretty early. I know. But all right, the quick mix. Once the Holy Spirit gets me, though, it doesn't matter. The quick mix travels. <laughs> it does. I got to get early and set up my equipment for the quick mix. Uh, we've had a couple people ask, "What time does it all get started?" Uh, we'll, we'll start around like the music around like six o'clock. Yep. Um, the show itself starts at seven, so we're gonna start playing games at seven o'clock. Yep. And then going into the late evening. I, I know we have a couple friends who are possibly gonna come too. Um, my like, I think my neighbors are gonna come. Really. We, uh, we finished packing up the entire house yesterday. Right. And one of my neighbors popped by and says, yeah, I think a couple of us are going to come up, bring the kids, and have it. And it is an all-ages show. Right. We should say that because a lot of people think, well, this is like, it's, it's all clean. It's mm-hmm. all edited. No curse. If a curse word does fly from the, I don't even know. I don't think, I think you and I are programmed to not curse when we're in front of people. Pretty much, if this show tonight was on the radio, I'd be comfortable with it. They, perfect. If you're, if you're okay having your kids listen to this show. Right. You're you're fine bringing your kids this evening. I think the I think the most explicit word I dropped from stage last year was the B word, mm-hmm. and that was like in a compliment to our boss. Yes, I called her a boss B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're happy to see you here today uh, in a super good one. We're not here tomorrow, by the way. So just so you know, uh, you know, so you're not shocked. Because we're ready to throw down. Oh, tonight's gonna be so fun, dude. I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm gonna be there so early tonight. I may be four white claws in by the time you get there. Mother of God. I'm going to have my wife come get me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, so I'm going to have to take care of everything. <laughs> no, dude. I, hey, at I, last Kellywood Christmas party, I was right there with you the whole time. We're going Firefest 2018, huh? No, no. <laughs> so at Firefest, here was my plan at Firefest mm-hmm. 2018. I was like, I'm going to have some drinks, but I don't want to get drunk, so I'm going to carbo load. You know, I'm going to put a ton of pasta in my belly. Right. I overshot the mark, and I was falling asleep in a chair at Firefest. so I decided to go sleep in my van. Mm-hmm. About two hours later, I woke up like, yeah. I feel amazing. Oh, God, I'm still at Firefest. Meanwhile, I get a set, and it's like, hey, you have to go up there and do stage announcements, and I see it's like, Wood says this, <laughs> Kelly says this, Wood says this, <laughs> Kelly. I'm out there, I'm like... Are we having a good time? <laughs> yes, we are. Who was? Oh, I forget who that artist was. I was pretty tipsy, mm-hmm. and I forget whose whose uh, tour bus we were in. And I remember like he was singing a song about something. And I leaned over, he's like, "Who the hell is this?" Drake White. <laughs> Drake White. Yes. That's who it was. <laughs> Meanwhile, there I am on stage having a. Uh, is this is this guy talking to himself? <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Bring out Drake White! <laughs> anyway, you know what? But you no, know, tonight's going to uh, be a blast. Can I ask a question, though? Come on. Give it to me. There is something that I would love to get a baseline on. And we may have talked about something like this similar in the I'm past. I'm sure we have. We've been doing this for six years. Leftovers. Okay. Right. I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of leftovers. Everyone does. Yeah. At what point in time? What is your day number? So let's say your wife goes to lunch. Uh-huh. She gets whatever, doesn't eat it all, brings it home, throws it in the fridge. Okay. How many days are you okay leaving that in the fridge and not touching it? Like, how many days until you eat that? Like, we're not talking about it going bad. We're just talking about when does it become community property. Exactly. Because you're putting it in the house fridge. Right. Well, here's my here's my rule on that. I'm listening. Here's the other thing too. My wife eats a lot of stuff I don't like. Like if she gets a pizza, usually I don't like it because it's got pineapple on it Ooh. and like sage or I don't even know what she puts on. Okay, it. you know what I'm saying? Like maybe most, she's doing that on purpose. Could be. Most of the stuff she eats I don't like, but I will always ask permission first. Do you mind if I eat that half of a burger from the other really? day? Really? Yeah, because it's not worth the argument. You know, and you know, and you of all people know. When you know you got something in the fridge, oh yeah, it, it, you, you get excited about it, and if someone ate it without you knowing, it, it's it's a little depressing. When you come home and open that fridge and it's gone, you're like, oh man, I got a couple of ribs left over from last night or from two days ago. That is a sense of loss. Well, let's hear your take on it. Because Well, this is what happened. My wife went out the other night, yep. got chicken parm. Oh. I love chicken parm. Mm-hmm. We're staying in this hotel. I yeah. open up the hotel. It's nothing but sodas. And I see one thing in there. Chicken parm. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm taking that. Daddy's hungry. Now, let me mind you. That had been in there for a day. 
Oh, boy, that's really cutting it close there. <laughs> and you didn't even give that 45 minutes in there. And this is what I said. Was it still warm? There was no name on it. Well, who was, who was it? Your kids? There there's, was no name on there's it. There's four of you staying in a hotel room. Whose could it have been? If you really want it, claim it. <laughs> Write your name on it. May I, may I say something to you? Please. How would you have felt? If that chicken parm had been yours, mm-hmm. and you know you'd have been thinking about it all morning here at work, you probably would have brought it in for breakfast, actually. But exactly, if you'd have been thinking about it all day, and then you go home, and it's not there. And I wrote my name on it? No, no name. I was about to say, if I wrote my name on it and was gone, I would look like the ultimate warrior at like the third <laughs> Royal Rumble, and I'd have just been bashing people's heads. But I'm saying no name on it, but it was, had been yours. But your wife ate it. Your wife who puts up with a mountain of regret in her life. <laughs> I would say I would be upset, but I had it coming because I didn't label it. And that's why I told Andrea. Okay. I said, hey, there was no name on it. And honestly, kind of sucked. <laughs> it was really spicy, and I didn't even eat all of it. Oh, what, you throw it away? Well, well, yeah, why? What a jerk. I threw away half of it because I steered into it at that point. If you're going to make me the bad guy, I'll be the bad guy. You need people like me. <laughs> You need people like me to point the finger at. Your wife's sitting there just hungry looking at her chicken parm in the trash. I went full Scarface. I was like, you need me. <laughs> I was like, I paid for all of this. <laughs> uh, Missy texted, in my house, my husband always takes it right away. So I learned to put a note on it that says, do not eat. Exactly. Okay. You labeled it. I like how you say, I pay for all of this as your wife's getting ready to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm on the couch at like a, as you're eating it as your wife's at work. I pay for all of ten thirty <laughs> shoveling parm in my mouth. I'm like, yeah, hustle back too. Uh, Jamie Dixon, <laughs> our daughter puts her name on the container, then we know not to touch it. Okay. Exactly. I I I'm trying to think because that happens to me a lot. Where I'll like get pizza or something while we're out, and then I come home and it's gone. Oh, and I just I figure, well, my fault. My fault for not labeling it. It, it, And that's where it comes. Uh, Turkey Tim says, as soon as the door closes, (laughs) then it's mine. Man, that's that's a man who knows what he wants. How about CJ? I have two teenage boys. Leftovers rarely make it to the fridge. I bet. Boy, (sighs) that's my son right now. That kid just eats like a maniac right now. That's that age. Man, and he's... So my son used to be thicker. You know, he was like Mm -hmm. just a thicker kid. And that dude is, that kid is like lean. He's like as tall as me now. And it happened like, he's 12. It goes quick. I mean, man. I'm short, but yeah. So leftovers don't exist in our house anymore. Now my son, he's an alien. Right. He'll just eat random stuff, but he'll eat like 17 of them at once. <laughs> right. Like He could sit down and literally eat 17 pancakes or waffles at a time. Right. But God forbid we eat any protein. <laughs> right. He's a carb man. I've even told him, I'm like, look, you've got to start eating protein. Or you're going to be a runt. Like, yeah. I, 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 my genes can only get you so far because <laughs> Lord knows they're big boned. Yeah. But you got to do some heavy lifting on your own here. Yeah. That's, but that was the thing when my kid, when my son was little, he would not eat. The funny thing is, he wouldn't eat anything when he was little. Now it, he'll try anything like Brussels sprouts and like, that's he, good. He's my chicken wing eating buddy now. Like we go out, he gets the, he gets like the atomic fire bomb wings and he's a good kid. Well, see, the problem is once my son overheard a doctor say, just let him eat whatever he wants right now because he needs to eat the food. Right. So now this little punk thinks he's walking into a restaurant where he sits down, he starts ordering. So what if if your son were to eat your leftovers with your name on it? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, he's stone cold stunner. So, sorry, dude, my bad. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, stand up. Let me dad, let dad teach you a quick lesson. <laughs> I don't play about that, man. <laughs> I, you know me. As soon as I get leftovers at a table, because I always will. Well, you'll order with the hopes of bringing home extra. Look, I can only eat so much. I had a life saving procedure. Kevin, oh right? lord, here we go. Like when we go out to eat and there's pizza there, you'll get a large pizza for yourself. You'll eat two slices, bring the rest home now, if the company's paying for it. Let's go ahead and say this though. I'll order the pizza. Everyone at the table mocks me. I put in my proprietary blend. Everyone mocks. And then sure enough, what happens? Hey, uh, can I get a piece? Double pepperoni, double cheese. Stop it. (laughs) Don't. That's a a state secret. And then everybody wants a piece. Everyone gets a piece. Everybody's happy. And does Wood have a couple pieces to take home for himself? Yes, he does. You know what's going to happen tonight at the Kelly and Wood Christmas party when everyone sees that proprietary blend come out? They're going to be like, oh, Wood, let me get a slice of that. Everybody's going to want a piece. Everybody listening right now is going to be like, dude, let me get a slice of that. And I'll tell you this, Raleigh's has fire pizza. Yeah, it's bomb. 
Uh, other people texting in. Tom says, my daughter has claimed the entire bottom drawer. Dang. That's... I'd be making her pay rent. That's not bad, though. Maybe you can kind of split up the fridge. and like Everybody gets their own section? Yeah, but I'd just be stealing from other people's sections. Right. Yeah, you have, there's no rules when it comes to you. Dan says, once it's in the fridge, it's fair game unless it's mine. Don't touch it. <laughs> Dan, you're the man. He's got hand in his house. Mm-hmm. All right, should we do some history, Wood? Come on. Come on now. Dang, I can't wait to have some pizza tonight now. Dios mio. I'm going to do some extra sit-ups when I, I get don't, don't come over looking at me. I ain't sharing. <laughs> I'm with him. I'll get my own. I don't, I don't need you. He put the proprietary blend on air. All right. Are you ready for history, Wood? Yes. It was on this day back in 1984. Franklin Fields, Philadelphia, 13-9 Giants, halftime score. Tough game. Don Howard Ryder, Cosell retires from Monday Night Football in, in 1984. A real one, man. I don't know if there's a more like distinguishable sports voice than Howard Cosell. There, I mean, if you're a big sports fan, there's a lot. But, I mean, he is. he was probably the first. Right. That that just because even I know who he was. Like he used to host. I feel like he was on everything, mm-hmm. like anything sports. I feel like Howard Cosell was their guy. He was. I mean, he did the Olympics, of course. He on Monday Night Football. Like I remember watching boxing, and he was like hosting that too. That was a big deal. And his relationship with Ali. I was gonna say, wasn't he like tight with Muhammad Ali? And he was one of the he was one of the few people that could push Muhammad Ali. Right. Because if you don't know, his mama called him Cassius Clay. Yeah. But when the Vietnam War stuff, Muhammad Ali, very outspoken about a lot of civil rights things. And Howard Cosell was one of the few people when he got him into an interview that would push him on things. Right. And they it was it was like a friendly rivalry that right. they could. And it was just really cool to see because Muhammad Ali is just such an amazing, amazing character. Yeah, he is. Whether or not you believe what he believes well, in yeah, everything. You, you can put all that aside. But. To have someone to be able to kind of almost say, are you sure about that? Yeah. And, and get something more out of Muhammad Ali was amazing. And you could also tell during some Monday Night Football games where Howard tipped a few back. Well, yeah. The, the clip that I just played was labeled Howard Cosell drunk. I couldn't find like a good clean audio clip, but this one was supposed to be. Franklin Fields, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, you can hear him. You can hear him in the Philadelphia. Fields. Sounds like me trying to ask questions during drunk dial. And of course, uh, Harry Carey. You know, the, he used to be oh, kind of yeah. the same well, deal. He looked hammered, though. Like his hair was all mussed up, glasses falling off his face. It was some of those double headers <laughs> where he just gotten. <laughs> I still, if you could ever find the audio of it, it's one of the funniest things ever. It was just that the Cubs were bad at the time. Yeah. And I forget who it was, but there's a player, there was a pop fly, he lost the ball in the sun. Yeah. And. Harry Carey goes on a rain. He's like, how does he lose the ball in the sun? He's from Venezuela. It's sunny like 350 days a year there. And you could just tell it was like, yeah. I think this dude's loaded and forgot he was on air. But that's what made him great. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Speaking of great, it was on his day in 1999. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Charles M. Schultz announced he was retiring the Peanuts comic strip in 1999. I went and saw that at the uh, at the Institute of Art. I went and saw the Charles M. Schultz exhibit just because I've always, you know me, I love Charlie mm. Brown. And it was amazing, like the reach of Charlie Brown to different countries and just all these things. I mean, and how Charles Schultz named like the characters after people in his real life. And it, it was it was neat to me. I know you don't like Charlie Brown. But I love Charlie Brown. I still appreciate the genius that it takes to write a comic strip and be relevant for 50 years. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, just think of that. How you don't run out of things to say or find different angles. Yeah, and I loved how he he loved Minnesota. Like, I mean, he moved to California because, you know, the winter will get you. But mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, like, that's why, like, all of his comic strips, like the winter in, in the Christmas episode and everything, he was like, that was my childhood in Minnesota. Is he still with us? No, he passed away, I want to say in 2012, maybe. Yeah. May, I can't remember when it was. but Didn't you say they had something for him at the Minnesota State Fair this past year? Well, they have all around the Minnesota State Fair. They have uh, big Snoopies like decorated in different ways. They have, For like, that, they have like a yeah, like a mirror ball Snoopy, oh, cool. and like a you know they let different artists paint Snoopies. So it's it's pretty cool. I don't know. Uh, it was on this day in two thousand eight. <laughs> now this audio isn't going to make a lot of sense to you until I tell you what it is. An Iraqi journalist threw his shoes at President George W. Bush during a news conference in Baghdad. Bush was not hit. The shoe thrower spent nine months in prison for that dang i gotta give i gotta give bush pre- uh, credit on this one because it like secret service came pouring out when this happened mm-hmm. and he kind of like held them all back and he had like a smirk on his face 
And he just kind of like bobbed and weaved the two shoes and then just stood there and finished the press conference. His ability to stay cool in moments like that. Man, I got to give him credit on that one. Granted, he could not speak sometimes. Hey. It all gets us at some point in time. Right. But to have another man stand up and throw a shoe at you and you just literally and just keep going. That's some onions. My favorite, my favorite President Bush, George W. Bush quote is like, fool, fool me once. If shame on you. Fool me, fool me twice. You're not going to fool me again. Yeah. <laughs> I still think the best one ever was he was on the golf course. And oh, he was yeah. talking with some reporters. And he literally has the golf club in his hand. He's like, yeah, we're going to get all these terrorists. Yeah. Now watch me hit this drive. And then pipes the drive like 250 right down the fairway. <laughs> I love it. Hey, give the guy some credit. That in the first pitch, I still stand by it. The first pitch in the World Series with the Mets yeah. and the Yankees on 9-11. Oh, man. Was one of the biggest hell yeah moments. And his speech the night of 9-11, to me, is maybe the greatest public speaking you'll ever see. Oh, man. It's incredible. Just for the amount of pressure and the eyeballs that were on him and for him to go out there and kind of calm the nation and say, hey, I get it. We're all scared a little bit, but we're going to get this right. Yep. Boy, I, you got to give him some credit. What the a man cra- could turn it on when he needed to. What a crazy time that was. Now watch me hit this drive. <laughs> Smack. <laughs> uh, I have no birthdays for you today. Oh. But you didn't do them? Or? No, I looked and I was like, these oh. are a waste of time. These people don't deserve our airtime. Well, good thing we went long on everything else. Though. We did go really long today. And I don't even know if we said anything worthwhile. That's kind of a, it's a vacation day, right? going to do? It, it is kind of, and I'm super excited about the Christmas party tonight and that proprietary blend. It's going to be a fun. I'm eating half that pizza. Mm, no, uh, I'm just kidding. I can't do that. I'll come across the table. Hey, ever since I lost 40 pounds, Olivia, I can't be eating half a pizza. You can have a piece. Uh, one. One. One piece. Just to soak up the booze. Of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 